everybody. <laughs> are we laughing? We do this every week. I know. Are Sometimes we laugh? it takes are a little laugh? bit of time for it to let us know that we're live. So. Now look, somebody's calling to say, don't do that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're live because it's just in live video. All right. I'm getting ready to start my watch party. I can find it on the Chambers page. There you go. Just oh, there it is. There Hang we on. are. And we're going to watch. No, go back. Hi. <laughs> All right, take it away, Nikki. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be discussing, of course, today it's Marketing Matters, and we're doing this every Thursday at 1.30. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you guys about what um, topics you would like to hear about, um, even examples of you know, things that you have going on, if you want some advice about those, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but today we're going to be talking about don't do that. So Janet has been a marketing professional for a very long time, and she has lots of examples of things that maybe aren't the best thing to do, and then suggestions for, you know, how you can tweak those things um, to make them better. So hopefully you guys uh, will gain some insight today, and I'll warn you in advance, it seems like everybody's having the same kind of day today, so we're a little punchy and maybe a little silly. I'm um, sitting on two pillows, so I can actually reach yeah. the screen. Janet is really short. If you haven't met her in person, she is. Yeah. I'm short, but... I am, yeah, and I have heels on my boots today, but yes. that doesn't help when you're sitting. No, it does not yeah. help at all. Yeah, and then I just finished the radio show. We did the radio show live today, and my guest was Goz, Lieutenant Gosnell yes. from the Purdue County Sheriff's Office. And he's like 45 feet tall. He's very tall. So when we took our picture next to each other, yeah. it's literally, here's me, and here's him, <laughs> and I look like, you know, one yeah. of the munchkins from the Wizard of Oz. So you did have a huge milestone today. 1,000 shows on the Valley today. today. Yes. Very good. Yes, and I told him on the air that most of them have been fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do 1,000 of anything, yes. not all of them can be great. Yep, so. and that was one of those things where it wasn't even anything that I was trying to do. I was probably at like 800 before I even realized, wait, I've got a streak going here Right. that I took over the show on May 16th of 2016. Mm -hmm. And since that day, I have been the only host. If right. the show has aired, it has aired with me as a host. So on holidays and things like that, when it doesn't air, then nobody is hosting. Sure, of course. But, yeah, so then I started, once I got there, I started counting forward and counting forward, and today was the day, and Goss was you know, the lucky guest. <laughs> well, and those are the sorts of things, like when you're enjoying something, when you're having fun, yeah. you know, it's a little easier to reach those milestones <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't yeah. seem so much like work. No, and it doesn't. And I, I, and I told him that on the air today, too, that I have met so many fantastic people and I have learned so many things. Um, you and I talk all the time about podcasts mm -hmm. and I am an avid podcast listener. And one of my favorite podcasts is called Make Me Smart. Yes. And they have this tagline that says, none of us is as smart as all of us. And I feel like that's the opportunity that hosting that show has given me is introducing me to all of these people who are teaching me all of these new things right. that I can then go out and tell everybody else. About. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. Today I learned that apparently eggs from chickens. Now this is a whole other thing. This is what they talked about on this morning because she learned this. That she always thought that white eggs were bleached or that they were dyed in mm -hmm. some way. 
and apparently not. They come out of the chicken, sometimes white, sometimes brown. It depends on the chicken's diet. Interesting. I don't eat eggs from chickens. I only eat eggs from Walmart. Because eggs from chickens are dirty and they have stuff on them. But the eggs from Walmart don't. So that's where I. So I grew up. <laughs> I grew up with chickens. Um, I grew up with my grandfather and we had chickens. I had some friends that had a farm. We went out to visit their farm one time and I was like, oh my God, the chickens are so great. And I woke up a few mornings later to this really weird noise out on our back porch and I went outside. We lived in the middle of town. And I went outside, um, and he had a crate with 66 baby chickens <gasps> in the crate because I said I like them. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't keep 66 baby chickens in town, but we had, at any given time, seven or eight. Um, we had a really great little chicken coop, and then I said I liked ducks. And so he buried a bathtub and got me two ducks, which swam around you know, oh, in the bathtub. You should have told me you like $100 bills. <laughs> but anyway, right, yeah. But I've seen, uh, you know, many different sorts of chicken eggs. There are chickens that lay blue eggs, mm -hmm. all sorts of things. So we're digressing. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I don't eat eggs from chickens. I only eat eggs from Walmart or Target. Sometimes I'll get them from Target because they come in the cardboard containers, which are better egg containers. Right. Than, mm -hmm. Yeah, it drives my husband crazy when I say that, and it also drives Lonnie Hill crazy. Yeah, because he frequently brings me those chicken eggs that I then send to the cabin with my husband. I don't eat eggs from chickens. <laughs> I eat eggs from Walmart. Last week, uh -huh. after it was too late, is that we have to scroll yes. on the comments. Yes, so we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do much better this week. Uh, we're learning yes. every week, so you guys are teaching us things as we yes. go along. So. But nobody has said hi to us. Nobody is paying any attention to us. I know, but people are watching because it says they are. So um, you know, if you're watching, give us a hi, give us a thumbs up, yes. give us a smile, um, give us something like that because we really we really like to hear from you. So let's get started on the don't do that. Yes, this is my favorite topic because I love saying don't do that. <laughs> so my number one, don't do that. In this time of crisis, right. as hard as it seems to not do, don't complain, don't be the victim as the voice of your business. Mm -hmm. All the businesses are going through something, some worse than others, but everybody is going through some sort of crisis or issue or problem right now. Right. So don't complain and don't be the victim. Instead, find something. If business is way down, if you are a restaurant or you are a retail business or you are closed, find something that you can say that is positive. Thank you so much to everybody who ordered curbside today. It was a fantastic day. We really appreciate everybody coming out. It's tough these days, but we appreciate kind of stuff. If you're closed, then make posts and talk about not that you're closed and you don't know what you're going to do and if you're going to be able to reopen. Instead, go to your store and take pictures of stuff that you have. Somebody may want to come by and slide a check under the door and you can make a sale. Use the time to order new inventory. Use the time to ask customers, hey, we're thinking about adding candles to our product inventory. What are your favorite scents? Use the time to try and be as positive and get feedback from your customers rather than just getting on Facebook and saying what a horrible day it is and any of that. If you want to do that personally, that's fine. Just know that probably going to annoy your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, you know, that is a, that's a, I think that's a great piece of advice. It is difficult. Uh, you know, I think this is probably for a lot of us, the hardest time we've yeah. ever had um, in business. 
And so finding those silver linings and finding those positive things is very difficult. Yeah. But what I found, um, because I've had far more you know negative emotions than I do normally over the last <laughs> week or so, and what I found is that talking to those people that are inspirations to you mm -hmm. um, is helpful. Yeah, you know, shooting a text message to somebody who you know we all have those people in our lives who always know exactly what to say. And even those people who normally don't always know what to say, that's the other thing I'm finding. Those people that are normally maybe, you know, the, yeah. the naysayers and the, and the grumpy people and, you know, that sort of stuff, um, I'm, they're having some really prolific things to say. I've been shocked a couple of times this week. So, you know, reach out to your folks and and look for those, you know, those little, yes. little pieces, of, yeah. pieces of advice that, that will help you move on because, you know, while it doesn't might not make you feel any better for me to say this right now, everybody's going through it. And so that's really um, yeah. the one silver line of this is that is that everybody's in the same. Yeah, I saw that thing. We're that, all in the same sinking ship. Somebody said, you know, there, there was this thing going around Facebook um, over the last few days was, you know, we're not all in the same boat. And no, we're not. No. We're all in different boats, but every single one of those boats right now is in some really turbulent waters. Right. And so, you know, I think that that the way we're going to get through this is to get through it together. I, you know, it sounds really cliche to say that, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. And so lean on your folks, uh, lean on your folks, you know, look for, uh, you know, look for those tidbits and look, look for people and reach out to folks. I mean, I'm saying this to all my business owners out there. You know what? If you need, if you need to yell, if you need to scream, whatever it is, give me a call. Yeah. I, I want to listen. I want to hear it. I want to know what you're feeling and what you're going through. So shoot me an email, give me a call, whatever. Yep. And that's the key. Even people, everybody wants to feel right now like they are being helpful or they are offering something that is sure. of value to somebody else, whether it's a business owner, whether it's us in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that will become your lifelong customers. If you can make a post and reach out to them on your business Facebook page, in any of the other advertising or marketing that you're doing and ask for advice. And then if you take their advice or you use it, you have just now gained yourself and we've talked about this in past Marketing Matter episodes, you've just gained yourself like this lifelong fan right. of your yeah. business because exactly. you took their advice and gave them credit for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely do that. It is so much better than the doom and the gloom because what happens psychologically is if I am your customer and I see something that you put on social media that is negative about how you're not sure if you're going to be able to reopen your doors or you're not sure how you're going to be able to do that, a lot of times what's going to happen is the people that see that are then immediately going to write you off. And they're just going to assume then that if you've given up, then the chances are your business isn't going to make it. So why am I going to waste any more time paying attention to it or doing any of that kind of stuff? And that is the last thing that you want to have happen. Right. Right. That's a, that's a really, that's a good point. Good point. So here's my next thing. Because uh -oh. once you make these posts, and somebody comments back with an opinion or a comment that maybe isn't that great. Don't argue with them in the comment thread. Yes. I have some clients that specifically have me, not them, respond to those kinds of things because I'm removed from it. 
It's not my business. It's not my blood, sweat, and tears. Right. I can be a little more objective mm -hmm. than they possibly can. Sure. But the last thing that you want to do is make a Facebook post and have somebody comment about bad service that they got from you or a product that wasn't what they thought it was going to be or poor customer service. And then for you to get into an argument with them in the comment thread about how they're wrong or they came at the wrong day or somehow or another turning that back so that it's their problem and not yours. Because let's be clear, it is your problem and you've got to figure out a way to fix it and you figure out a way to fix it privately. Well, so as a consumer, well not so I'll speak as a consumer, um, so nine times out of ten, when I see a comment like this, so let me go back. In a perfect world, if you have an issue with like a, a service or a product that you receive, rather than blasting folks on Facebook, you know that sort of stuff, you're, you would take that complaint to to the owner, right business. So you'd make a phone call, you'd send an email, whatever it is. But we don't live in a perfect world, so a lot of times, folks' first instinct, of course, is to go public on social media, do that sort of stuff. So nine times out of 10, if I'm scrolling through my feed or whatever, and I see somebody make a really negative comment, I'm likely to discredit that simply because the first thing that rolls through my mind is, you know, they sh really should have taken that complaint to the, to the business mm -hmm. person. And, you know, maybe they'd like to complain a lot. But to your point, if... So if the business owner then starts complaining with them, arguing joining with them. in the yeah. argument, then that skews my opinion a little bit as well. So I think I think that's a really valid point. Don't do that yeah. in your comments, but do address it. Yes. I mean, ideally what you want to do is if somebody makes one of those comments, you want to reply to them publicly and apologize. Even if you don't think you were in the wrong apologize that that situation or that particular thing happened to them. And then in that comment, say, we're very sorry this happened to you or this is what your experience was with us. We would really like to figure out why it happened and make it right. We have sent you a private message so that anybody else that sees that immediately sees that you have answered, A, that's, that's the most important thing. The second most important thing is that you have apologized even if you may not be in the wrong. And the third thing is that you are making an attempt to address it. That in and of itself gives you so much more credibility than anything they could have typed initially. Very good, very good suggestion. And because and I've seen this play out in, in real life. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and I'll use an example. We were talking on the phone earlier this week when I was talking about some of the examples. So I did a whole class, I did a whole seminar on this topic. Don't do yeah. that. And mm -hmm. I had all of my friends and some of my clients send me examples of things that they had seen on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, wherever they got information about bad marketing or yeah. bad customer service. And there was a, a restaurant located in Old Town Winchester, mm -hmm. fancy restaurant. I mean, you couldn't go in there and have dinner for two for less than 150 bucks probably. Mm -hmm. um, my husband wouldn't eat there because he said it looked too pretty to eat the food. Therefore, <laughs> he'd leave hungry and we'd have to go to McDonald's. So that was a whole other thing. So they had a cut. They had uh, two ladies come in as customers that ordered lunch or ordered dinner. I don't remember now which which it was. And they left their tip in change in a Ziploc bag. Not ideal, but you don't know what brought those ladies there. Maybe this was their one splurge. 
maybe, you know, any number of things could have, maybe they've been saving up. Maybe that was poker money. I mean, any number of things could have played a role in how that tip ended up as change in a Ziploc bag on the table. But what you don't do, which is what this person did, was take a picture of it and then lambaste these people on their Facebook page. Now, he didn't name them, but I don't know that he could have because he probably just know what their names were. Right. But he takes a picture and makes this nasty post about how rude people are and, you know, what how ridiculous it was. I didn't even mention that I found out later the actual amount of the tip was a very good tip. It wasn't like it was just seven pennies. It was a you could tell from the picture, a pretty hefty bag of, of change. So he just completely lambasted them. Customers came back and said, dude, that's a little inappropriate and started, what if this had happened or what if it was this reason or, and then he started arguing with all of them. Mm -hmm. Moral of the story, he's closed now. Gone, the restaurant doesn't exist. I don't even know that he still lives in the area. He took a pounding. First mistake was putting it out as the original post mm -hmm. and the second, third, fourth, fifth and 300th mistake was arguing. Mm -hmm. with everybody right right and then it was it, it, it ballooned because it went from being about this bag of change as a tip to people saying I'm not going to give you a good review on Yelp mm -hmm. and then they started pasting in reviews and then somebody who had given him a four out of five star review he argued with them about why he didn't get his fifth star wow dude don't do that <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. So don't argue. Don't as much. I am the queen of arguing. I will argue with you about anything. Don't do it in public. Don't air your dirty laundry. Right. That's a that's yeah, a good tip. <laughs> so next one should again go without saying. However, I find myself saying it on a regular basis these days. Uh oh. Do not make posts on your business page that reference religion or politics. Mm -hmm. There is never a good time. There is never a good reason. If you have to address an issue like the one that we're going through now and you disagree with a stay at home order or it's having a personal impact on you, it's one thing to be able to say, because of the stay at home order, we are unable to X, Y, Z. So this is what we're going to do instead versus because of the stay at home order that X, Y, Z governor who doesn't blah, 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 or whatever the reason, just state the facts. The minute you start putting religion into something, the minute you start putting politics into something, you are going to lose yourself some customers. That there's just, you're never going to make everybody happy. I mean, we are as divided and together as we have ever been in the middle of this crisis. Mm -hmm. And, and the example that I'll give you is a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for something. My husband needed to pick something up and he has a store in Stephen city. That is his happy place. Look, whenever we're out, can we go there? Can we go there? It's like a toy store. So he wanted to know if they had a if they were open on a particular day because he was going to go pick something up. And so I go to their Facebook page to see if they're open, what their hours are. And the post that they had pinned to the top of their page was the most disgusting thing I had ever seen. Not going to get into what it was or any of that kind of thing, but it was 
crude it, and it was rude and it was not something that any business owner should put out there as a flag in the sand for where they stand and how it works. So I looked at my husband and I said, they're open and you will not be going there today or any other day ever. And he's pretty upset. So now I got to find him a new happy place. <laughs> Which isn't going to be that difficult, quite frankly, given what they sell and, and how yeah. they sell it. Mm -hmm. You don't know who you're ticking off and you don't know who is going to tell people. Because let me tell you how many people I've told about that post. And I've told them what the post said and why I found it so offensive. Right. That's a whole lot more than he is ever going to get from how often my husband goes in there and tells people nice things about it. Well, and I think that's a, I think that's a good point in that, you know, Social media never goes away. No. It never goes away. So, you know, I yeah, I think probably many of us have learned, you know, learned that the hard way that, you know, things that, you know, maybe we, we say because yeah. we're upset and that sort of, but yeah, you always, you always have yeah. to have to have that image in, in your mind. Yeah. And this business owner was more than free to put that on his personal page. He was more than, mm -hmm. you know, capable and able to share it in his own personal views and he's quite frankly more than welcome to put it on his business page but that page comes with consequences his personal page maybe not but his business page comes with consequences and those consequences sure. are going to show up in the fact that probably over the course of a year we spent enough money in that location that that that, that total would have a comma in it and mm -hmm. they're not getting our commas in there. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah that's so the next thing and this yes. is one that's near and dear to our hearts yes. of sorts don't overshare <laughs> I get that right now it's tough and you make a Facebook tough. post on your business and you're looking at that number down in the corner and that reach number is not where you want it to be. It doesn't feel like anybody's looking at your Facebook page. It just looks like, you know, it, it's not going anywhere. So you take that Facebook post that you make for your business page and you put it in group A and then you put it in group B and then you share it on your personal page and then you find group C and you post it all there. Mm -hmm. And within half an hour to 45 minutes, that same post is now everywhere. You got to think for a second about who that audience is and how many times they are now seeing it mm -hmm. and how annoying <laughs> it can be. So it could in theory come back to bite you more so than anything else. It's one of the other reasons why I always tell people not to link all of their social media networks. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, it used to be the thing to set up your Facebook page so that every time you made a Facebook post, it also went on Twitter, it also went on all of these other social media platforms. The problem is there's a lot of crossover. I may be your friend personally and I may like your page and I may follow you on Facebook, I may follow you on Twitter, I may follow you on Instagram. I don't want to see the same thing three or four times. So the solution for that, you know, because I mean, you, you do want to, you do want to hit all of those groups because there are different people in each of those right. groups. So what's the solution for that? Give it some time. Mm -hmm. Make the post so on your business them. page, yes, and then let it let it sit and simmer for a little bit. Maybe it's a couple hours, maybe it's the next day. Mm -hmm. And maybe you put it in, because I know there there's 
what there's like 400,000 what's up for oil there's groups. a lot of groups yeah. so there and, and every community has them so Shenandoah County has them Fort oil has them Winchester has them Frederick County has them if you're gonna put them in there then stagger them so maybe you put it on your business page and you wait you do it in the morning and in the late afternoon or evening you put it in a front oil group and then later that night or the next morning you put it in a Winchester group but stagger them because those groups get a ton of traction and there's going to be a lot of stuff in between right. those. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to go to all of them and see it immediately at the top of each of those group pages. And you're hitting different, you're hitting different times. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that would make perfect sense that you would do it. That yeah. So, and, and it's tough because, you know, and, and I say that right now, I am, well, let me, Mike got to jump on a Zoom call. Nice to hear you ladies. Hey, buddy. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong hand. I'm off camera on the other hand. You can't see me waving a minute. Um, but that's, that's the key. I mean, the, the, everybody wants to make sure everybody is seeing their stuff. So they're pulling out all the stops and right. sometimes those stops will hurt you yes. more than they will help you. Very true. And that's, you know, and I see that everywhere. I'll see something come up in my Facebook feed, which is slim to none. I mean, most mm -hmm. Facebook posts that aren't being boosted reach less than 1% of the page of people that like their page. Right. Even boosting doesn't increase it as much as it used mm -hmm. to. But that doesn't mean you just go out and you dump everything. That would be the same for me. A good example of that would be is if you called up the local newspaper or the local radio station and you said, hey, I want to buy 10 30 second commercials and I want all of my commercials to run between 2.30 and 2.35. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't do that. No. You wouldn't call a newspaper yeah. up and say, hey, I want to buy 10 ads, but I want them all to be on the same page in the same day. It's the same concept, people. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it really, really is. So you've yeah. really got to think about how to mix and match and spread those things out right. so that you get the most impact for them. And maybe it's a matter of changing them up a little. So I will, a lot of times, make a post on my Java Media page, and I will use the same image on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying I'm putting a different message right. with the same image. I may say something on Instagram and say it differently on Facebook, or I wait and do it later, or I'm tweaking it in some way. So it looks a little different, or it reads a little different, and it's clear that I am taking the time to personalize each of those, and I'm not just sending out this shotgun approach because I don't care enough to put the time into it, which is what some people will read into that. Sure, I can see that. So those were my big tips, but nobody cares. Nobody's commenting. Well, I say that. I Karen, that's a great suggestion. I've done that before, so thanks for telling me don't do that. <laughs> and Amber's on the line. Great consignment shop. She talk about somebody who has turned, has 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 made the pivot. Uh huh. She's doing personal shopping from her shop now. Very nice. She can't be open because it's a consignment nice. shop, but you can make an appointment with her and she will go to her shop and walk around and you can shop while she's pulling the things off the shelves. Do you know who else will do that? Sue Lawrence at White Bay Defense. See? I know Sue was watching earlier. I don't know if she still is, but yeah. Sue will do that for you. It, uh, you know, and those are, you know, those are the, the things that are going to get, you're going to get and, and, and we're going to remember that, you know, when things get better, you know, folks are going to remember, you know, there's really cool things that yeah. business owners have done. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, I've had so many people that have told me in the last couple of weeks, business owners that have said, you know, I never would have tried this or this really wasn't something. I've seen a lot of businesses that closed 
a month ago that now I'm suddenly saying, okay, guys, we're going to try and open. Right. And we're only going to open a couple of days a week. And we're only going to be able to offer X, Y, Z. And we're only going to be able to do it, you know, these hours. But they initially gave up right. and thought it wasn't going to work for them. And they weren't going to do anything. And now they're all kind of creeping out and coming back. And yes, that's a, don't do that. Don't just close. Even if you have to close to regroup, come back. Right. Well, it can be really intimidating. Yeah. You know, when, when you, you don't, you're not set up for, you know, let's use restaurants, for example, for delivery and, mm -hmm. you know, online ordering and those sorts of things. Technology has come such a long way. Uh, you know, um, putting together online ordering proved for a lot of our restaurants to not be quite as difficult, yeah. you know, as, as they thought that would be. And then, you know, the delivery, you know, the delivery aspect, I think for a lot of folks, it took a little bit of time to figure that out. But man, I tell you what, our local restaurants here, they have really, yeah. really figured yeah. it out and they're doing a great job. And, you know, a lot of our small businesses, Scott Turnmeyer, you know, he's doing delivery um, of, you know, of his, the things that he has in his shop. And, you know, there's so many people are doing so many creative yeah. things. So there's a lot of people out there that are, are doing things where we could say continue to do that. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> go find them. Go do, you know, instead of just spending the first minute or two to, scrolling through your personal newsfeed on Facebook until you're bored, go a little deeper, wait for it to refresh four or five times further down the line and look at the business pages, look and see what people are doing because the chances yeah. are there is something that maybe Amber is doing or Sue is doing or Scott is doing that you can tweak and do for yourself. Right and use in some way to be able to at least get some money coming in the door or engage with people. I right. was on the phone when I got here with um, a friend of mine with the Shenandoah Valley Travel Association. Mm -hmm. And of course, I mean, of any business that has to completely right. shut down and lock up right now, it's tourism. Right. You can't tell people, come to Warren County, come to Port Royal because yeah. they're not allowed to. Mm -hmm. And she said, what do we do? And I said, you find the places that are tourist locations that had pivoted to online stuff. And I use Nathan as a good example over in Berryville, the Clark County Historical Association. They have found online things. They are doing puzzles. He found a resource that lets them take a historical picture, turn it into a digital puzzle. Yes. He personally is going out and doing tours of historical sites. Mm -hmm. That's all up on their website. Find things that you can offer online, even right. if it's not in person. And figure out a way to do it. There are so many new apps and so many new things out there now. Oh yeah, to absolutely. make it easier for people. Yeah, I um, yesterday was Earth Day, of course, mm -hmm. and so Don Roberts and the folks at Port Royal Outdoors, you know, they put up a bunch of beautiful pictures of the river, and uh, you know those sorts of things. And you know, it's really disheartening because you know we're a we're a tourist we're yeah. a, we're a tourist um, yeah. destination here in Port Royal yeah. County, um, and so. You know, we're itching just like everybody else, you know, for things to get better. You know, we've got the trails and, the, you know, the river and the, you know, um, yeah. the, the drive and, you know, all of these wonderful outdoor things. Uh, and so you're right. Find those creative things that, that they can do. And, um, you know, maybe, hey, maybe Don will give us a, um, maybe he'll go take a canoe trip and give us a video of that canoe yeah. trip. I think that'd be a great yeah. idea, Don. Yeah. Well, and that's the key. So, you know, back to the don't do that. Don't crawl in a corner. 
Right. Don't close up shop. Don't think, well, you know, I'm a tourist business. I'm a canoe company or I'm a cabin or I'm whatever. And nobody is allowed to come. There's right. nothing I can do to open. So I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. That is not the way to go. Instead, right. you got to be out there so that when the doors start to open back up, uh -huh. all of the people that are, you know, we keep talking about how we're only 45 minutes to DC. Yeah. Those people are going to be coming here. It's the quickest, fastest way out of their house they are ever going to be able to get. Mm -hmm. And they're going to wonder where to start. And if they've been seeing you posting things on the canoes and things on the cabins and trails and here are all the things to do when we open again, mm -hmm. you're going to be top of mind for them more so than anybody else. Well, it's about, it's about positioning. Yeah. So, so we all, we all, so don't, don't get me wrong. There have been several times that I wanted to crawl under the steps <laughs> and just, you know, and just, you know, um, hide, yeah. you know, but here's the thing, you know, we're going to come out of this. And so what we all need to be focusing on is the positioning for that. Yes. So we need to be ready for the second that we're able to open those doors again. So that's, that's what we all need to be looking at. Yeah. We all need to be looking at that. Uh, looking at that as a finish line, in mm -hmm. essence, it's a starting yeah. line. Yeah. But look at that as our finish line, and then we start a whole new race. Yeah. Well, because what's going to happen is they're, you know, and they may gradually get back into this. You know, we keep hearing that it's not going to be one of those where we wake up in the morning and it's declared everybody is open and the doors are open. Uh -huh. But here's what's going to happen when people can finally start coming out, mm -hmm. and they know you've been closed for six weeks, six months, however long this lasts. Mm -hmm. and they are able now to come and see you and you are not ready for them. Right. They think you've done nothing for six months, mm -hmm. but sit and wait for them to come. Mm -hmm. So you better have your ducks in a row <laughs> and be ready to go for them. Whether it's putting things right. in place. Um, I had a, a conversation with a nonprofit last night who has already planned out if this goes this far, mm -hmm. here's how we're going to offer our programs and services. Right. If it opens back up, then it's business as usual. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't, here's how we're going to pivot and we're going to tweak and we're right. still going to be able to offer our stuff mm -hmm. because people are going to want to know. You know, that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not impossible, but it is hard to do because, you know, you watch the news and, you know, so, you know, we're talking about the U curve and then we're talking about the V curve and then we're talking about the W curve. And so, you know, we don't have a good indicator of exactly what that curve is going to look like and when things are going to, you know, are going to turn or change or what's going to happen. But, you know, I think it's important for us all, you know, to look at what our, you know, what is our business plan, what is our mission, those sorts of things. Now's a good time to look at those things. I mean, I know we're veering off, of course, a little bit about what we're talking about, but now's a good time to look at those things. And, you know, are there, you know, are there tweaks that you need to make to that? Um, or, you know, are you married to that, that vision? Are you married to that mission? Are you married to that business plan? And, you know, what, you know, what can you do to spruce that up? Yeah. And we've talked about that in previous episodes too. You know, the one thing you can't do at this point is give up. Exactly. You, you can't, give up. You've got to throw everything at the wall mm -hmm. and see what sticks exactly. because something that sticks that you thought was the most ridiculous thing ever mm -hmm. might be the best new thing you've ever done. Right. That, yeah. And be creative. Yeah. You know, let your, let your creative juices flow. Just, you know, just let go. Yeah. I mean, that, I yeah. think that's the, that's really the key at this yeah. point is you, know, you got, you got to give yourself permission to just let go. Yeah. 
Well, and I hear a lot from, you know, I've had a lot of former clients reach out. I've had a lot of just people that I know that have done the radio show or that know this is what I do for a living have reached out and said, yeah, but it's easy for you because these ideas just come rolling out of your brain. <laughs> they do. And that's true. But, you know, it's all the coffee. <laughs> it's all the co it all comes from the caffeine. But you've got to figure out who those people are in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll give them credit because in their particular instance, they've reached out to me and they've said, look, I don't know what to do. We don't sell directly to the public and the people that we do sell to can't sell right now to the public. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a choice right. but to stop. And the answer is you always have a choice. Mm -hmm. And take a look at your product line. Take a look at your services. And maybe the people that you've always sold to are not the same people that you can sell to now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll use the example, uh, one of my one of my former clients called and said, we don't know what to do because, you know, everybody that we sell to, they're not allowed to be open right now. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, then sell to somebody else. Mm -hmm. They have a, a food product that typically is sold in farmer's markets mm -hmm. or in, you know, cute little country stores right. and things like that that aren't allowed to be open right now. I said, so reach out to the restaurants. Mm -hmm. Why not see if you can't get the restaurants, not necessarily to serve your product with their food, but as an add-on, as an extra. Find right. other businesses that are doing the same thing with a different product that you're doing, put them together, and then partner with somebody as gift baskets or pickup locations right. or any of those kinds of things to be able to figure a way around it. It's not going to get you millions of dollars and mm -hmm. it's not going to make you rich, mm -hmm. but it's going to keep you from going broke. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and it exposes you to a whole new to all the clientele. Yes. Yeah. And then so the other piece, the other piece of that is, and this is the sad truth. Not everybody's going to make it. Not right. everybody is going to make it. And the thing you have to keep in mind is there is a point where you do have to take that hard look mm -hmm. and maybe this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. If you were already in trouble mm -hmm. before this hit, Mm -hmm. then some writing was already on the wall, mm -hmm. but this is still an opportunity. So maybe stop doing whatever that was that was killing you, that you were working like crazy to make work and it just wasn't working for you. You just couldn't get ahead. Stop and take a look at what everybody else is doing now. And do you have an idea or a thought or something that you could create in this moment right. to thrive, change and do something different? Yeah, I don't. Todd, Todd Jones and his gum sticks and wet toilet paper. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry but, but I thought those comments were interesting. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, and that's the key. You, you, some businesses just aren't going to make it. But they weren't going to make it regardless. Right. Chances are they weren't going to make it regardless of what this health thing has done to our economy, to our daily lives, to our routines, to everything. Right. But that doesn't mean that it can't be a jumping off point. Right. For something new and something awesome that they can start all over again or reach out to a business that is struggling and they have an idea and partner. Right. Partnerships have never been more important mm -hmm. than they are right now in this time. Mm -hmm. Collaboration, partnership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right, that's all I got. Everybody's waving at me, but. Yeah, Todd's going to have to explain that to me. I think it was because I said something about sticking to the wall. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to send Todd, Todd, Todd Jones, and his comment about gum sticks and wet toilet paper. and wet toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> who's got toilet paper? For 
first of all, and if you have it, you're not going to waste it by throwing wet toilet paper at the wall. I hope not. It's a high dollar commodity these days. <laughs> well, we've had fun. Yes. And we're going to. Um, I have no idea what our topic next week is going to be. Well, so that's the assignment for folks who are listening. We Homework. Like uh, a purpose for yeah. living. Right? <laughs> what are you going to talk about? You know, we, you know, we enjoy doing these, uh, but we certainly yeah. want to be relevant. And we want to provide information that people are looking for. So uh, let's hear what you want to hear about. Mm -hmm. uh, so shoot us a message, Facebook messages, emails, all that good stuff. Yep. Put it in the um, comment. And if we yeah. think it's stupid, we won't comment back publicly that it's stupid. We'll message you and tell you that it's stupid. <laughs> See tip number one. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us today. And we'll see you again soon. Yes, next Thursday at 1.30-ish. Yes. <laughs>